My name is Nathan Kolopek. I am Matthew Morkin. And this is the Veritas Equipping Podcast. Our goal is, especially during this time, to equip you to live out your faith and love Jesus well. Nathan, how long have you been in ministry? Wow, that's a good question. I started as a connection group leader sophomore year of college. was really committed to my connection group freshman year of college, but um, became an intern with Salt Community in Ames senior year of college, and then full-time ministry since then, so probably seven years or so now. That's awesome. Well, praise God for the giftings and abilities he's given you. Um, Today, we have the opportunity to get together and continue ministry talking about consumerism and mission. And so some of you out there might not understand fully what consumerism and mission is. And we just want to really address that. We see it showing up in the church. I'm assuming you've seen it show up in ministry that you've been a part of. Yeah, man, this is a huge topic close to my heart. I'm not the only person thinking about this, but as we get into this conversation, um, there, there are ways that even as we give you language for consumerism and mission, you'll see maybe ways this has affected your life personally um, as a follower of Jesus and, and maybe even the ways that we've gone about church as, as American Christians. Absolutely. You might have, might have heard us talk about don't just be a consumer when you come to church and things like that. So let's kind of start at the very beginning here and like wrestle with like what consumerism, mission, what on earth is that? So what is a working title or a working definition for the word consumerism? Yeah, consumerism is a worldview or a cultural movement, you could say, where we go into situations, relationships, um, different contexts, and our primary understanding of things value and worth is what I can get from it. I'm here to consume. And so we maybe evaluate whether it's a church service or relationship, a context we go into in terms of what this can do for me. Does it meet my preferences and felt needs? And that being the highest order thing. So not to be too meticulous here, but we say consumerism versus missions. So before we talk missions here for a little bit, like what are we saying versus here? Like are we talking like a head-on clash? Do these two have any ability to coexist? Uh, what what do you think? What's the versus part, I guess? Yeah. In my mind, they're, they're pitted against each other because what we see is when consumerism becomes our default worldview, our default way of engaging with people and things, we actually miss how God is inviting us to be part of his world. In fact, the culture that we're in as American Christians pushes us, relentlessly pushes us to view the world in terms of what we can get, not necessarily what God is doing mm-hmm. as far as his Absolutely. mission. And a lot of times the categories of consumption, whether it's our comfort, our preferences, might be the opposite end of the spectrum for what, what God has. Like conviction, that that's not comfy, right? If you, if you routinely feel convicted, but consumption is your highest goal, man, th- those things don't work well together. Um, but just even thinking about our culture, I actually encountered a quote from Eugene Schwartz, who is a, a brilliant advertising executive. He said, let's get right down to the heart of the matter. The power, the force, the overwhelming urge to own that makes advertising work comes from the market itself and not the copy. And he's saying the copy there being like the written words of an advertisement, right? He says, copy cannot create desire for a product. No jingle, no slogan, whatever. It can only take the hopes dreams, fears, and desires that already exist in the hearts of millions of people and focus those already existing desires onto a particular product. 
So when we're talking consumerism, it's it's the way our hopes and desires, the, the way the bent of our hearts work has been shifted towards consumption of just taking more in for our comfort, whatever. This conversation works with the language of idols as well. You know, if my idol is security and comfort, um, we're being sold the way to encounter the world is to get more of those things. Yeah, and just just for added clarity, you just said this too, right? This is more than dollars and cents. Yeah. This is seeping into anything and everything, okay? So we have consumerism, we have verses, it, it butts heads with, it collides with head-on mission, we use the word mission. We're part of a church. We talk missions. We talk missional living, the other podcasts that we did. Um, what what are you saying here about mission? Yeah, as we diagnose maybe even the ways we've seen consumerism, what I've been wrestling through personally, and actually this came up with a conversation from a connection group leader recently, the way that we fight consumerism as believers isn't just better consumerism. Right. So, so maybe if we talk about the way that we, we think through consumerism and picking a church, the way that we fight against that isn't just having better consumption, nicer seats, whatever you want, your preferences met. It's actually inviting people into something bigger. And what I, what I see in my own life is when I put my comfort or preferences first, Jesus takes a back seat. But when I let Jesus provoke me towards what he has in his kingdom, I'm actually more okay with my preferences taking a back seat because there's something bigger I'm saying yes to. Okay, so living on mission as a direction in life, life-saturated focus. Exactly, and Jesus defines our mission. He came preaching the kingdom of God. That's Jesus' reign, rule, and authority in our lives. And some language with that is like, hey, a disciple is someone who is following Jesus. And maybe if you were around Veritas for the parables series, their ideas about the kingdom, like, man, it's worth selling everything you have to go and get the kingdom. Or, or a disciple is someone who is saying, okay, I'm not who I used to be. My old life, life is not my own. Jesus is the one I'm following. Now, that, that's when I'm talking about mission, the mission of God, God's defined mission. Getting a bigger sense of that actually, I think, is, is a key insight to fighting against consumerism. All right, so God's mission is budding against the desires of my comfort, my consumerism. That's what we're saying. So let's dive into this. We're a part of a church, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, you know, pretty cool to be downtown, all these things. Like, how is consumerism showing up here? How is it showing up? Well, maybe let's go dial it back. How is consumerism showing up in Cedar Rapids. Like give us those examples and how, how are we challenged with it just as a church as a whole? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think each person listening to this is going to see consumerism show up in their own hearts in different ways. Again, consumerism is a basic worldview. It's almost like the glasses that we wear when we go down the street. So it's billboards, it's signage, it's advertising, teaching us that our basic felt needs and desires are going to be met by owning something, mm-hmm. by having our preferences and our comfort met. And, and Christians are not immune to this, right? I mean, maybe, let's be real here, maybe even you listening picked Veritas because you liked the, the look of the building or the coffee selection or the music or whatever, which aren't inherently wrong things. But if we're not careful, um, we can start to, to judge then a church's quality or whatever, not on maybe biblical categories, but on our consumption categories. Is it the kind of music that I like? Is the preacher funny in the way that I like? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, 
is the carpet the kind of color I like? Whatever. And, and listen, this is me talking to myself too, right? I fight against these preferences too because the current, the stream, the, the flood in our culture, every day what we're being discipled into is saying what I want rules. What makes me happy and comfortable should determine what I do. And I don't think I, I see that in scripture. Anyway. So when you talked about that, you talked about the church and how I come into the church. Like what then, dealing with consumerism in the world, like what is the church? Yeah. What is the church versus what is the world? Yeah. Yeah. The church is a set apart group of people. It's people that have been saved by Jesus. They, they've looked at Jesus in faith and they've said, I trust him to be my salvation and my Lord. I trust his death on the cross for me and his resurrection. I'm included in that. And then the church is how Jesus and how God chose to organize that group of people. So we see clear commands in scripture of what churches are structured like, how that all works. But in essence, it's a set aside group of people saying, yeah, we're gathering together to be this almost kingdom outpost in a world. We're not setting up a, a different state government or different geographic boundaries. We're kind of this kingdom infiltrating as a group of ambassadors and outposts for the reality of God's reign, rule, and authority. So we're submitted to, to Jesus as our king. We're submitted to his word as kind of our final approval. We're submitting to his kingdom purposes. We're people that have said, yeah, Jesus is my Lord, and I'm, I'm on board with what he's doing. So would you, would you say that the tension lies often in my will, God's will? Is that a fair assessment, or is that a rabbit trail? I mean, sometimes, you know, I don't think any of us consciously would push back against God's will. I mean, there are definitely times where it's uncomfortable. I'm even thinking just like the instinctive way that we make decisions in America, right? Our instincts, our taste buds have been trained towards a certain thing. We've been trained actually for spiritual junk food mm -hmm. and God is giving us a feast. He's offering us a feast of mission, but we don't even know how to enjoy it, right? Yeah. He's got... Man, he's got filet mignon, and I'm only used to, like, frozen McDonald's patties, whatever. Yeah, that's uh, that's extreme there. But and we've kind of laid it out here, talking briefly, but how else does this impact the church? Where do you see it running rampant, this desire for consumerism? Yeah, I, I think sometimes this shows up in um, the way the church reactively structures, man, we'll say, buildings. It's like, okay... I'm going to build a bigger, more comfortable building to get more people in the doors. Now, again, that's not inherently wrong, but sometimes that can be built off the instinct to go. The way we win people is by just making them more comfortable and giving them more of what they want. Even sometimes the way that we can think about preaching and communication, it's like, okay, how do I meet people's felt needs? Now, those are good things, but if we stop there, we're just giving people another thing to consume. And I'm, I'm thinking of, again, the conversation I mentioned earlier, talking about post-college life for people. Sometimes post-college ministry is set up to be another consumption thing. What's a social event? What's a connecting event? What's a whatever I can do to give people friendships? But how is that more compelling than going to a bar or a club? How is that more compelling than a bowling league or, you know, a rec league somewhere? If that's the only thing we're doing, we're actually missing out that Jesus doesn't just call us to come and hang. He calls us to be on his mission. Yeah, and I've seen that so often in ministry just coming out of student ministry, right? Where we shape and mold everything around the consumer and just bend over backwards just to get them and their friends in. Again, the initial thought is like, hey, more people will hear the gospel if we 
da da da. And right there is such a dangerous tendency. Well, then if you start to lay that groundwork from middle school and high school or even earlier, right, with kids programs and different forms of Sunday school and stuff like that, you begin to shape that mentality of like, well, if I want, you give. You know, and this isn't just the church, right? I mean, it's into parenting and things like that. If a child has a demand and you always give, you're going to create that consumer. And so we see it, you know, in kids ministry, we see it in youth ministry, we see it in college ministry. And just what you were alluding to that gap afterward, like, what do we create for them? So, yeah, what you're saying in youth ministry is right on, man, because maybe all of us have seen examples where. All youth ministry was was kind of glorified babysitting, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And again, mm-hmm. not for bad motives, like right. a safe context. I'm I'm not critiquing anyone's heart level motives. Yeah. But I'm saying if we're not aware that our whole culture is bent towards kind of me, 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 every generation just make me happy, comfortable, satisfied, we miss out on something much better than that. And I think the the antidote to that is the mission of God. One example from Veritas Church. Not many of us were here in the early days, myself included, but listen, we're a church that started in a bar, right? Like the kids ministry was like, okay, pass your kids off to a back room in a bar. The floors were gross. Like it's not a place you bring your kids regularly, but a bunch of people showed up. We were busting at the seams because people looked at that and said, man, God's doing something here. And I want in on that. Right. So, so the way this church started was saying, God's got a mission and we're going to push towards that, even if it's not comfortable. And some of the maybe impetus for this podcast is going, I don't want to lose that heart. I want us to be the kind of people that go, I would go overseas. I'd become a missionary. It's not comfortable. It's not easy, but God's got a bigger mission. I would go to a church plant. Yeah, I I would have to leave family. I'd have to leave known, but God's got a bigger mission. People need to hear about Jesus. I would go down the street to my neighbor even if it's not comfortable, right? I'd rather do it from the comfort of my own couch. Like it doesn't yeah. fit my mm-hmm. consumption, but God's got a bigger mission. If we miss that, we actually miss out on joy and, and peace and, and seeing God in bigger ways in our lives. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So there are a lot of churches out there. We are from Veritas Church. Like how does Veritas Church, like us, like not evangelicals, not other Baptists around the world, like how do we combat consumerism. Okay, guys, here's a, here's an interesting thing from my seat as adult ministry director. And as we're recording this, I've been on the job basically a week and a half now. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about some things we're currently doing and some things I want us to do, right? There's a little bit of vision in that too. But I think some of what we do is in the main plane things like connection groups or the structuring of our ministries that way. A connection group isn't a comfortable thing. Getting with a group of people and trying to apply scripture isn't like a normal thing. If it was a normal thing, everyone would be doing it, but it, it's tough to be in that kind of community. From the adult ministry perspective, what, what I've seen is, man, even the way we disciple people and go through gospel shepherding, that's not like a normal, comfortable thing. Applying God's truth to people's lives is not comfortable. It, we, we butt up against pushback a lot of the time, but it's this invitation towards mission. When I think through Salt Company, the the previous ministry context, I love what we do for college students because essentially we're trying to train their taste buds to be on mission. And I've seen college students go through Salt Company and leave to go to church plants or leave to to a church community and volunteer like crazy, become connection group leaders. I, I think the way that we think about Sundays 
not necessarily during the time of the virus, but when we invite people to volunteer in kids' classrooms, that's not comfortable. That's not easy. It's much easier to come in and leave. The way that we think of local missions, we don't have big kind of flashy events year-round that we can point to. If you listen to the, the other podcast we had Jake on talking about local missions, we're trying to make a bunch of local missionaries in every corner of our city. That's not comfortable, but if we actually take that on as a ministry philosophy, I think it combats consumerism. So some of the main and plain things we do are inviting a lot of response and jumping in from people. Matthew, is there anything I'm missing that you've been around Veritas man, just about as long as I have? What are ways that we fight consumerism structurally pointing towards mission? Well, that's a great question. And I think I love the way that we strive to do it. I mean, I think one of our biggest mottos is keeping it simple. Well, I think keeping it simple as far as staff goes has become more complex as the number of the church grows with people passionate about the gospel and they have a lot of different ideas. But it's such a powerful thing to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, which is actually what we're called to do as pastors and elders. And then is to equip people and to have missionaries all over the city. And so something that you're going to see us do and that I love and appreciate is not a lot of staff-led events, but a lot of encouragement to like go and have that impact for the church, for ultimately the name of Christ, not for the name of Veritas. I think that gets confused a lot of times, but like this is about Jesus and spreading his fame in your neighborhood. So go and do that. And we're going to encourage you to do that. We're going to encourage you to be missionaries. Yeah. You're, you're quoting Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. And some of what that verse is telling us as a staff is almost like, Hey, when you join staff at church, you kind of leave the front lines of ministry because your job goes from do, do, do to equip people to do. So a test for us as staffers and something I'd like you listening at home to keep us accountable to is for us to not do as much as we equip you to do, right? Now we're working hard. We're going to work really, really hard, but our hard work should be multiplying the number of people that can do it, not just having a couple professionals that do it for people. Um, so that forces us to not give in to consumerism, but actually be on mission for people. But a lot of the philosophy and structure of how we go about church, how we go about reaching our city, is working on helping you be on mission. So listen, being part of Veritas is not going to be comfortable. Being part of Veritas is not always going to be doing the things that, that maybe you would do if you ran the church. I get it. And we are open to good ideas of what to do. But there are lots of things that we might have to say no to in order to say yes to equipping you to go be the missionary God's inviting you to be. And it's uncomfortable because it's pushing against our culture and the stream that we live in every single day. I get that. But I think if we only focus on what we're saying no to, we actually miss miss the much bigger yes. We're missing the Amen. feast that God's inviting us into. Yeah. So mission is a challenge when we're driven and surrounded and immersed by consumerism. It's a great time to just evaluate in your own heart. Like, where have I been a consumer? Where, when I hear about the vision and mission that Nathan just spoke about, like, where does that challenge my heart? Where does it convict me? I don't want to. I don't want to serve in the kids wing. I don't want to reach out to my neighbor. And how can I get that right? How can I be challenged in that? If you're someone who's who's seeing in your heart, maybe you're feeling conviction now going, yeah, I, I have been that consumer. Maybe look at somebody who's already serving or already doing it and ask them, hey, does that suck? <laughs> yeah. like, like, where have you seen God show up? Do you feel like you actually are getting joy from doing this thing? 
and I sure hope that they would go, they would give you stories of where they've seen God in action and stories that overwhelm the things that they give up for it, right? Especially if you read maybe missionary biographies, people from different generations who gave up so much to be part of God's mission. The kinds of stories they tell are not, woe is me, I can't believe how bad my life is, but look at God and look at what he's done. And that's actually a much better life than giving in to just our comfort and our idols. Amen. Well, Veritas Church, we want you to know we love you and we want to encourage you. And even through this podcast, we want to equip you to do the work of the ministry. Know that we're praying for you and uh, we hope to see you soon. Love you guys.